Welcome to the Kenza Pod, brought to you by the Kenza Collective, a platform designed to teach parents how to leverage their existing skills and network to create a successful freelance business. On this podcast, we bring you inspiring stories from other parent entrepreneurs, and we share pro tips to help you build a sustainable business so that you can create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Jennifer Lynn Barnes, an associate professor of psychology and writing, once tweeted back in January 2020, something that has really stuck with me over the last year. She was at a Q&A with the author Nora Roberts, and someone asked Nora how she balances writing with kids. And here's what she said. She said that the key to juggling is to know that some of the balls you have in the air are made of plastic and some are made of glass. And if you drop a plastic ball, it bounces, no harm done. If you drop a glass ball, it shatters. So you have to know which balls are glass and which are plastic and prioritize catching the glass ones. Notice how she said prioritize catching them, not you always have to catch them or else. And Jennifer, this is a tweet thread that that this came from. Jennifer goes on to say, I think about this all the time. I dropped more than one ball today. It's hard to drop any ball and I hate it, but they were plastic and tomorrow it will be okay. She says, as this tweet has gone viral, I've seen a lot of people interpreting this as, quote, your kids are the glass ball and or referring to speeches made by men about juggling five balls where work is plastic and family is glass. But Nora wasn't talking about juggling five balls. Nora was talking about juggling 55 balls. And the balls don't represent, quote, family or work. They're separate balls for everything that goes into each of those categories. So deadline on project Y or crazy sock day at school. And her point was, while she was addressing a room full of women, was not prioritize your kids over work. It was some kid stuff is glass and some kid stuff is plastic. And sometimes to catch a glass work ball, you have to drop a plastic family one and that's okay. So the reason I'm telling you this this little story is, first of all, that's always been, like I said at the beginning, really encouraging to me as I'm, you know, going through busier seasons in life or more stressful seasons in life to remember that um, metaphor. And today on the Kenza Pod, I'm going to be telling you the story about how I was once two weeks away from escrow closing on our house, juggling three clients, getting Kenza Collective off the ground. And I had about 14 hours of dedicated childcare a week to get all of this done. And while in the midst of all of that, a wildfire broke out in the forest that we lived in. And we had to wake up one morning, pack up our toddler dog and two cats and all of our important belongings and evacuate our house for the next month, praying that we were coming back to a house that would still sell. And I'm going to tell you the story because I learned a lot of important lessons during that time and looking back on that time, which I think was probably the most stressful, sort of scary time of my life. And I want to help you understand how to be prepared for an emergency. And like the title of this episode says, being prepared what to do when the wheels fall off. You know, things like evacuating because of a natural disaster are unfortunately going to be more and more part of our reality um, as time goes on, especially based on where you live. Um, A sudden illness, a sudden injury, a sudden death, a sudden accident, these things happen. And as a business owner, if you aren't thinking about what would happen if, 
you're going to make your life a lot more difficult in an already very difficult situation. So what we want to help you understand is how to put a plan in place so that you can be proactive instead of fully reactive when you're in that situation. Because speaking from experience, when you're going through such a stressful time of life, especially one that's threatening your family, your home, your belongings, your everything, your entire way of life, um, the, the amount of decisions that you have to make day to day to day, and in our case, we were making decisions on where's our family going to sleep in two nights. Those are things that you need to be thinking about and you don't want to have to be thinking about oh, did I get that deliverable to my client? Um, you're not going to be able to be thinking about that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in a traditional job, when something like this happens, usually you just kind of step back, you let your boss know, and other people maybe have to scramble in the office to pick up the pieces, or you need to take disability leave, things like that. But as an independent worker, an independent professional, these may not be options for you. So we're going to go through this episode. I'm going to tell you uh, a bit about the story and kind of how it happened to show you how sort of urgent and sudden the situation was and talk about some of the things that I did sort of immediately to figure out what were my glass and plastic balls and how I, I dealt with all of that. But then we want to kind of quickly get into kind of a checklist of sorts of what I had in place that helped me through this time and what I didn't have in place that I really wish I had. And um, once we're finished with this, you can check out the show notes for a link to a really handy checklist that will help you just get your brain going on what you need to do to be prepared. And this is really especially important for people um, who own a business where you maybe have a couple of employees or part-timers or contractors that are working with you on an ongoing basis. Um, you have even more people you're responsible for. And so it's part of your responsibility as a business owner and as someone who is employing people to make sure that you have some fallback plans in place um, in, in these emergency times. So before I dive in, I just also wanted to welcome Beth to the podcast. Hello, Beth. Hey, Tiff. <laughs> I'm glad to be here as usual. Um, and I just think this is really an interesting topic. And we've talked about this. I mean, you know, so much, so much stuff goes on as a business owner, as a mom, as a you know member of a partnership, and a parent, an owner of pets or parent of pets, and. <laughs> You know, and then you're in the middle of selling your house, which is already, I, I'm going through buying a house right now. So now I get it. Like, that's a whole other thing all on its own. And then you get evacuated from your house for a wildfire. Sure. You know, one of the important things, though, a couple of things that I think are important is you did stay calm, Tiffany, which was really good. And you also kept your sense of humor. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, because we were in touch <laughs> throughout is... this whole thing. Because Beth was in Santa Cruz, too, yeah. when this happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is important to, I mean, I'll just say at the outset, stay calm and try to maintain your sense of humor. If you have a funny friend that you can send, you know, sporadic texts mm -hmm. to, that helps keep things moving That's forward. That's a good point. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. no, I love that. That's a, that is not a, something I had on the list of something to put in place, but I think that that is actually really, really important because I really did lean on people just checking in. We had one of um, my husband's friends, we were like in San Luis Obispo for a couple of nights randomly because it's the only place we could find house to rent because there were like 
60,000 residents got evacuated from Santa Cruz. Um, oh. And one of Spencer's oh, friends like sent us, uh, called in a dinner order to a local restaurant and just said, hey, go pick up food. It's ready for you. And we were like, thank you. You know, just one last thing to worry about. That was, yeah. that's really sort of the theme yeah. here that I want to get across is that if anything you can do to have one less thing to worry about, that is what you want to do, especially as a parent, because you're going to be so, um, you know, I have a toddler and so toddlers, they, they don't understand what's going on and they, it's not like you can just say like, Oh, Hey, go chill. I'm going to just like take care of calling the insurance company and doing all these things I need to do. They're like, no, nah, man, I need to get out of the house. I want to open this cabinet. I want to see what knives there are. I want to run outside. I want to jump off this railing. I would like to go see this body of water right here and jump into it and maybe like try and drown myself. Like, you know, it's just, they they keep going. So the one less thing you have to worry about is just any little thing is good. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I saw this tweet recently that was oh. like, I have a question about toddlers. And my question is, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my okay, gosh. so let me tell a little bit of the story, then we'll we'll sort of get into this this checklist and some pro tips for you. So it was mid August 2020. We're in the middle of the pandemic, you know, and we decided to put our house on the market because um, we're crazy. And uh, so we had already gone through all of like you know tons of tours, tons, a bunch of offers. The market is like super was super crazy and still is super crazy and. While that's good as a home, someone selling your home, it's also really stressful. Um, so anyway, we had, you know, we're in the middle of escrow. It's about to close in about two weeks or so. And this one weekend, an electrical storm swept through the Santa Cruz mountains. And it was this really crazy storm. And there was something called dry lightning that happened, um, which we didn't really know at the time. We knew that, you know, it was a lightning storm and all that kind of stuff. Summer storm, which was kind of odd for Santa Cruz, but it happened. Well... A few days later, we started hearing, and we lived up in the mountains of Santa Cruz, like one road in, one road out, like truly up in the forest. And a few days later, we started hearing reports that there were a couple small fires breaking out up in the mountains. And so we were really obviously keeping an eye on that. We were prepared to evacuate in terms of like we had go bags, we had like a list of what I would grab, what Spencer would grab. And all of that was in place because we lived in such a remote area. Like you really need to be prepared for something like that. We had maps of the area. I mean, we were like legit. And I have um, an awesome go bag company that I use to build our go bags. And I will link to that. It's called Red Fora. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes if, if this is something you need to put together for your family. Um, but what I didn't fully have in place was a business emergency plan. Um, and so that's why we're doing this episode today. So we hear that these small fires are breaking out. We're, we're kind of on guard. We know that eh, we might have to leave. Um, and so we end up waking up on a Wednesday morning at like 5am. Both of us are pretty like on edge and, and Spencer, my husband, he, he gets out of bed and he's like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to start getting the car packed. I think, I think it's time for us to go. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to wait until it's like last minute, especially because there's that one road in one road out situation where we lived. So we got the car packed up, we got our kid up and um, grabbed our dog and wrangled our two cats into carriers and packed up our car and packed up our kid and by about 7 a.m. that morning we were driving away from our house and um, hoping that we would see it again and by that point the fires were getting pretty big pretty out of control um, it was very very smoky out and really 
ominous and really scary. Um, we ended up kind of for the next month, three or four weeks, we were essentially kind of on the move um, with our menagerie. Um, we lived in four different houses with our toddler dog and two cats and we're sort of staring down an edge of are we about to lose everything and go into potential bankruptcy or are we going to actually do really well on this home sale and start a different life down here in Southern California? Um, and I'll give you a spoiler. It was the second one. <laughs> we actually, our home was okay, thankfully, and sort of miraculously. Um, and I know, so it did work out, but it was, it was not a fun, uh, edge to be, to be looking down. Um, so once we first kind of got our family settled, we did that first evacuation. We just moved out of the mountains and into a different part of Santa Cruz to a, a family's house there. Um, once we kind of got our family safe and settled and we had our, our nanny lived in the area, she was able to come and take our daughter for a couple of hours. That's when I could really kind of take a deep breath and, and just take care of myself for a few minutes. So, you know, I think something that's really important that you should remember to prioritize and even put on your list of like reminders or whatever is to take care of your mental health and like really pay attention to how you're doing and you know, get back to whatever the basics are for you. So for me, that's, I need to eat healthy. I know I need to, I need to eat really healthy during these times um, and not go to like junk food or something because I just need everything I can get. I need my body being at top of its game as much as I can. <laughs> um, I need to do some yoga or do some walking or do something, you know, that just kind of gets me back into like, gets me grounded. And so I focus on those types of things. Um, and then as it relates to work, so these are the things that I would recommend just getting on your like immediate to-do list once you're in a safe, settled place and you have like an hour or two that you can go into like, um, what, do, what the hell do I do now mode, <laughs> you know? Um, and so there's things like, you know, obviously you want to immediately send out an email to all your clients that you have, letting them know what's going on, being very honest about the situation. Um, the, the fires that were in Santa Cruz at that time were making international news. I mean, this fire had gotten completely out of control and, um, it was a very dangerous situation and there was even talk that it could come in down into Santa Cruz city. And, you know, so it was, it was, it was really big and it was early on in the fire season. So, you know, my clients knew, but, but it was important for me to say, Hey, I am part of this evacuation situation. <laughs> please don't expect too much communication from me. So that's first and foremost is letting your clients and your team, if you have a team of contractors, anybody that you work with know what's going on, just get that out. And if that's all you do work-wise, like in my mind, that's good enough. You can set an auto responder that also says, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with an emergency situation right now. I'm not gonna be able to get back to you until you know it, an unknown amount of time. Set that up. Um, look at your calendar, can't start canceling meetings, clear your calendar. Again, I'm just trying to get you to a place where you, you have let as less, um, as little to worry about as possible. Um, so cancel the meetings. Don't try and keep them. I think I made that mistake thinking like, oh, I can probably still pull that off tomorrow. And, and it was a mistake. It just, you're, you just are not in that brain space. You're not going to be prepared. You're not going to be, um, you know, fully ready to go. So I would recommend just canceling meetings for at least a couple of weeks. Um, transferring cash from that emergency fund. So that is something I did have in place as a cash reserve for my business. 
um, and a cash reserve for our personal lives and getting that cash transferred in and ready to go so you're not worrying about cash flow because again during these moments you're gonna be we spent a lot of money just like we had to go buy groceries we had to go buy um, stuff for our kid like rent like toys or a high chair just stuff that we didn't have that she needed for her day-to-day -day sort of life um, so get that money transferred over so that that again is checked off of your brain um, call your insurance company and get a claim set up if that is part of this emergency situation um, and get that rolling also and then the last thing that I wanted to look at, sort of those glass balls, what in relationship to in relation to my business was, do I have any bills coming up or people that I need to pay, people that I owe money to or I'm going to owe money to soon, get that scheduled or, um, and this is part of some of our pro tips, is have someone that you can hand that off to. So. You know, I could have called Beth as my friend and been like, hey, I know you know how to pay things. Here's my login. Please go pay these people these amounts. And just having that backup network and trusting that they're going to figure it out. You don't have to like oversee them like they'll get it done is is just worth its weight in gold. Um, and then the other things that I would say were sort of the plastic balls were if, if you can do these things start to look into the projects you're currently working on and surface anything that's like really time sensitive that if it doesn't get done within the next couple of days or week or whatever that you're just right in the middle of you know your clients or your clients clients are like it's really gonna affect have a big ripple effect try and surface those things as much as you can and then push everything else down and so that if you do have pockets of time to get work done you know exactly what you need to go prioritize because they're the most important things for your client work or you can say hey client i made a list of these things that are super important i'm not going to be able to commit to getting these done here you should go find someone to do this and to not feel bad about that this is not the time to be a people pleaser this is not the time to worry about what your clients are how their business is going to go you're in an emergency situation you need to focus on you and your family um, do what you can as much as you can, but you know, let it go. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. So before I go on, well, when, yeah, Beth, chime in. You, well, you're in project manager yeah. mode, mm -hmm. right? And so all of you who have had babies have, <laughs> have had some experience in in this, right? Yeah. You know, like I thought it was gonna be one thing, and it's another mm -hmm. thing. So you know. There's there's some some skills some skills of pivoting and and adapting that that a lot of folks who are listening right now probably already have, so that's a good thing, you know. Um, and then Tiff, what you did, and you're such a project manager. This is where this really came in handy was your ability to just you know figure out all the tasks and like how can I get that one done and that one done and that mm -hmm. one done and you know here's my deadline and here's what matters and here's what is I'm going to live without like my shirt and my pants don't match. Who cares? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I had packed a shirt that was like definitely a pre-pregnancy shirt. And I like brought it out of our go bag. I'm like, this is pretty tight now. <laughs> I, thought, I need to re-up my go bag sizing here. <laughs> oh, the good old days when I had my old, my old pre-baby yeah, go bag. Yeah. Did I pack this in my twenties? Cause yeah, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I know. I think I have a go bag that has flip flops and a, a hoodie in it. <laughs> That's the other yeah. thing. I kind of put my like junky clothes in my go bag. And then when I actually needed them, I was like, 
Girl, why did you do that to yourself? Like, you don't even like these pants. <laughs> Just get yourself some nice pants in this situation. <laughs> yeah, like put some proper pants in your go bag. Not some, not some schleppy, yeah. Holes schleppy looking. <laughs> That's what I did too. I stuck like the, the leftover somebody's hoodie that they left yeah. at my house. That I put that in my. I was like, why? Why did I yeah, do, that, do for? that to yourself? I'm gonna be mad at myself yeah. later. So, you oh, know, once gosh. I once I sort of got all those pieces in place, it helped me to really focus on what's right in front of me, right? Which in our situation was yeah. we the place we were staying in Santa Cruz, we couldn't stay there for very long because the smoke was getting so gnarly and mm. the fire was coming down the mountains and where we were like Ugh. geographically was going to would be the next we like we had the potential of being evacuated again from this like safe place. And I kind of got to a place where I was Oy. like I got to get out of here. Like, we need to leave town. I need yeah. to leave. And so yeah. we need to focus like on that, town. you know? So, again, it's just, like, reminding yourself when you're in the midst of this that, like, your family comes first. You come first. And and almost none of the work that you do is an emergency or is life-threatening. And if, and if a project slips, if a client's pissed off, if they have to go find someone else, like, it's all, it's fine. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Focus on your family. Um, now with that said, sometimes there were pockets of time where I could sit down and work. I had a laptop, um, and I, and I could kind of shift my brain into that mode. And it was kind of nice actually to like go into a totally different zone and, and get some work done. But, you know, just don't expect that because you just, in these types of situations, you have no idea how things are going to unfold. So, you know, taking things off of your shoulders as much as possible is always nice. Um, yeah. So let's get into sort of the list. I have two lists here that Beth and I are going to go through um, of what I had in place and what I didn't have in place but wish I did. Um, and again, we have a checklist for you to, um, that you can go download. It's a, like all of our freebies, they're in Google Docs or Google Spreadsheets. So it's super easy to make a copy to your own drive and, and go from there um, and edit it as you need to. Um, so we'll have this for you. But some of the things that I had in place that were really helpful are the emergency plans for our family. So like I talked about those emergency bags. Um, we have a like a backup credit card that has, I don't know, like a $10,000 limit on something that we don't use, but we keep it in our emergency bag just in case you need access to, you know, credit or cash. Like everything we paid for, all the Airbnbs we had to do with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that obviously like we didn't just have ready to go, you know, to like be spending. I think all in all, it was like $12,000 we ended up spending in like within four weeks. Oh. My just on food oh. and oh. high chairs and oh. baby proofing stuff and just like stuff. Yeah. But all of it was reimbursed by insurance. So, oh, you know, having that backup credit card, we didn't, I don't think we had to use it in that situation, but it could have been helpful had we had to keep going, you know? Um, some other things I had in place is that my husband and I share a password vault. We use one password uh, software. And so let's say the emergency was that I got hurt or I was somehow incapacitated. Um, he would be able to access my passwords, access information, get into my email, get into any business accounts or whatever, and handle things for me if I needed that. So that's another scenario to think about is what if something happens to you? You know, obviously this is, this is a gnarly topic, not something we want to be thinking about. 
But like I said earlier, mm-hmm. as a business owner and, you know, as a family person, as a human, you know, I think you have the responsibility yeah. to, to not, you know, to set yourself up for success and to set people up around you that, um, can help you get through these situations and know where to go if need be. Um, one of the things Beth and I were talking about before we hit record is that at some point, I don't know where or who I heard this from, but, um, setting up automatic payments on your credit cards is clutch because if, you know, for me, like I, I pay my credit cards all the time. Like I love having a zero balance on them. It's always, I make payments throughout the month. But if something happens, you may not remember to go do that. And if you're hit with a late payment, that sucks on your record. And whether you're in an emergency or you're just a busy person, knowing that even if you forget to go make that manual payment, at least the minimum payment's going to be automatically made for you. Um, So go set that up so that's not another thing you have to be worrying about. Um, And then... All of that type of stuff, like, um, you know, stuff like, okay, I, I manage my clients through this CRM. These are my contractors. This is how I pay bills, blah, blah, blah. Just like quick documentation, <clears throat> writing that down and having that as part of your go bag. Like there's paperwork you should have in your go bag, like copies of your ID and stuff like that. That could be also in there. And obviously you would need to update that like every quarter or something. But that way, like, let's say something did happen to you. Somebody could go in there, see where everything is, go to your password vault, get logged in and take care of things for you. Um, and then it's, you know, I know this sounds like a lot, but, you know, it's, it's it'll, it won't take you that long to actually pull it all together. Um, and it's worth it. Trust me. After, like, I did all the work to put all that together and then actually having to use these systems in the moment, I was so freaking thankful that I had done that. Like, so thankful to my past self for taking the time to do that. Um, is there anything else? We'll go into the what I didn't have in place, but wish I did. But is there anything else, Beth, you can think of along those lines you want to add in here? Um, I love the credit card one, as, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But, you know, um, really, you know, best practices and always, you know, acting as if like you could be the person that gets hit by the bus. I know we hate all hate to talk like that, but you know, think about what how would, you know, your partner, your kids, whoever need be able to f- navigate all the things you did if something happened to you. So it's really smart just in general as a business owner as a member of a of a family as you mentioned. Um you know, and, and in some format that's easy for people to get to. Yeah. That they know about too. You also make sure you tell them that exists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's also important. My mom has this thing from my dad. He's, you know, needs to stay up to date on what's happening financially. And she has this notebook and she just hands it to him every time he's like, what's going on? She hands it Mm. to him and it's like, great. I'm up to date. (laughs) Thanks for the summary. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) cool. So some of the things I didn't have in place, but looking back, I wish that I did. Um, So one of them is having some backup contacts to take over my projects. So, you know, having another, you know, my, what I offer is project management. And so um, having some other project managers that maybe we say to each other, hey, 
I'm going to put you, it's almost like when you have your kid in like school and you have to put an emergency contact. She's like, Hey, will you be my emergency contact? If something were to happen, could I say to my clients, Hey, I have to step back right now. Here's this person that I trust and who's also a project manager that you can reach out to and that she would then step into that situation and help figure things out for my clients. And I in turn could do that for her or him or whatever. Um, having a couple of those people and knowing that they're sort of part of your like emergency alert system or whatever, that would have been really incredibly amazing to have in place. And I didn't, um, another one that I wish I had had is that you can go down to like, uh, whoever has your credit card or not your credit card, your cell phone. Um, so like Verizon, AT&T, whatever, and you can purchase a hotspot that has a preset like a pre-purchased amount of um, like bandwidth on it. So I could go get, you know, it's a hotspot that you can hook up to get internet basically anywhere that it can get service. And that would have been really helpful to have a couple of the houses we were in just had crappy internet. And while I recognize this was a unique situation that it was, it was difficult for me to go find good internet because we were in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> that was another crazy layer on top of all of this. Like my husband and I would joke, like, we, like don't forget your mask to go to the store because we're in the middle of a global pandemic while we're evacuated from being in a wildfire because we need to go pick up groceries right now. Like, what the hell? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so finding good internet, reliable internet was challenging. It was, again, just one of those, another thing to have to worry about that I could have pre-purchased those, shoved them in our go bag and could have had, you know, good internet right away. So something to think about. Um. Okay, this is kind of, this is not has to do with business, but I'm just gonna slip it in there because I try and tell all my parent friends about this little thing that I didn't think about. When you're building your go bag, if you have young children, um, especially toddler age type of children, but you know, anywhere in there, add things in there like toys and games and books, um, little things like maybe Play-Doh, things that are, you know, won't take up a huge portion of the bag, but are, entertainment for them because like I said earlier they still need to be entertained somehow and your brain is going to be having a hard time trying to get down on a toddler's level when you have like these massive like you know world threatening <laughs> things going on but they still you know oh they're gosh. just going on with their life so um that was one thing and then the second thing to think about it that I didn't put in the bag as it relates to our child is baby proofing stuff so, you know, um, there's those like doorknob covers you can put on thing, you know, on, on doorknobs so they can't get open a door. There's um, like cabinet, these like cabinet things you can put over two cabinet knobs so they can't open cab cabinets. All those little things, add those to your go bag because again, the last thing you want to be worrying about is being in an unknown environment like a random Airbnb or friend's house or something that's not toddler proof and now you're like constantly on guard because your toddler's getting into everything. And and I remember being so on edge with that situation because it was the like the last thing we needed was our child to get hurt in that moment, you know? And every little thing that we went and did, we were just high alert, high alert, like don't let anything happen to her, you know? It's just more than you already are just in general as a parent. So add baby proofing stuff to your bag and um, you will thank me later. Well, hopefully you hopefully don't have to thank me later because hopefully you don't have to go through something like that. But well, maybe they're thanking you now too. <laughs> um, 
And then the other thing that I didn't really fully understand going into all this that I wish I did was understanding how our homeowner's insurance works and, and what to do in emergency types of situations. So this could also translate to if you do pay for like disability insurance, which you can do as an independent contractor, um, and just understand how that works, who to call, what's going to happen, um, how the claim works, how long it's going to take you to get money from them. Uh, just understanding the ins and outs of that, just even at a base level, even just writing down the numbers to call and what to expect and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't, I didn't know, and I should have that like when we first evacuated, um, I like, we could have gone and rented an Airbnb right away and all of that would have been reimbursed under the claim. I just didn't really realize that. And so we were just sort of scrambling mm. to find a place to go and looking at prices and like, Oh God, we're going to spend so much money. And then. I don't remember how it came into my brain. I think someone said something or maybe my mom mentioned something like open a claim, you know, they'll probably reimburse you. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I need to go open a claim, you know? <laughs> so you just don't think of, sometimes you're just, you know, you're just surviving and uh, you don't think about these things. So just knowing that ahead of time, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else that you can think of that would be helpful for people, Beth? You know, the other thing that sometimes is good is if you have one person that can be the alert system for everybody mm -hmm. else, like your point person for telling everyone where you are and what you're up to, like you're going to have a chance to make one or two phone calls while things are crazy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's good to let like one person know or put let Facebook know or something and just say, you know, <clears throat> here's don't, you know, I'm not reachable. I know you've already taken care of your clients, but some, sometimes, you know, you have relatives that aren't like the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. ones that are like, hmm, so what's going on? And sometimes it's good to have like a representative who can explain without getting too bogged down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a, that where a you are point. and what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Someone updating the rest of the extended family. Um, I think at one point I did like a story on Instagram just so that, cause there were so many people asking how we were doing that it, it does get kind of overwhelming, you know? And they also want to know how they can help. Right. So if you've got some way, concrete way that they can help, I mean, you know, decide where your place is that you're going to ask for help. Like, am I going to do this on Instagram or, or, you know, Facebook or talk to this point person who's going to get word out? I mean, you may need a place to stay. You may need a car. You may need a, you know, sometimes people with large animals need large animals evacuated. I mean, whatever it yeah. is, figure out who, how to, how to get out to your network about the thing it is that you need. Yeah. And, and along those lines, um, not being afraid to ask for and receive help. I know that as, as independent people, like our listeners are, you know, we are strong, independent people that we run our businesses and we have our families and we have these great lives and all these things, but you, you need help and you need to accept the help and you need to ask for the help. When people offered to buy us food where we were, I took it. A friend of mine like happened to be once we like ended up sort of making our way down to Southern California. There's a whole like second crazy part of the story that I'm not going to get into because it's just not relevant. <laughs> if you want to know, ask me, I'll tell you the story. But um, we ended up down in Southern, Calif Southern California um, and a friend of ours happened to also be down here or, oh, uh, someone was driving down. Our nanny was going to drive down to come help us out down here. And someone in Santa Cruz loaded up a big box of clothes, toddler clothes that she was going to be handing off anyway, sent it down with our nanny. And like, 
just really cool things happen. And so don't be afraid to ask for and receive that help. This, these are like those moments where it's like, just take the help. Just do it, you know? Yeah. And people, people love being helpful because what I remember last summer when those wildfires were happening, there's a whole bunch of people standing around going, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And if you give people concrete things to do, they feel a lot better about Mm -hmm. it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that that's, you know, pretty much covers mostly, you know, my point of view on this story and sort of what I did, but you know, as Beth and I were talking about this episode ahead of time, this gets more complicated the more complicated your business is. Um, so I think mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, you know, if you have employees um, or if you have, you know, sort of steady contractors who are relying on your business as their income, you really have a responsibility to make sure that they're going to be taken care of during these times. And even if the bare minimum is you talk to, you know, you put your plan in place and you talk to them and say like, hey, you know, if something were to happen, like I'm going to do my best, but also like you are a contractor and you should be prepared on your end too, you know, Um, uh, having someone like Beth in your life, which, you know, she's one of a kind, so that'll be hard, but having someone who (laughs) knows finances, knows your, you know, can get into your payment systems or whatever, make payments for you and be, you know, have that documented, how that works. These are critical things. And it's your responsibility to make sure of that. So, you know, take it seriously. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's another thing. If you have a business that, that produces something, you know, produces something that people can't go very long without, you might want to find someone else in your area of business Mm -hmm. that maybe could pick up your, customers for a month or two, two months for you. Um, you know, and just instead of having, having an adversarial relationship with a competitor, maybe you have a collaborative relationship with them and maybe you pick up the slack for them another time. So, I mean, also be creative about ways you can solve that, that problem. Yeah. And actually another thought of, you just brought up another thought for me, Beth, is that you know, when you're working with clients on projects or doing whatever it is you do, it's it's really important to make sure that you're always thinking about things in the terms of if something were to happen to me, would they be able to access the work that we're doing? So for example, this comes up a lot with like Google Drive um, because the permissions mm-hmm. can be so obnoxious. Um, and so I... <laughs> I always make sure that when I'm working with a client, we have a shared Google Drive folder and they have access to like the main folder. So everything that's under it, they have access to and everything we're working on is always in that folder. So that if I did, you know, get really sick for a week or something and just couldn't make it to my computer, they could always access the work that we're doing together. And that's really, really important, not just for an emergency, but even just, you know, just basic like working with your clients, they should be able to access the work you're doing together without having to knock on your door. Um, so setting systems up in place in such a way that it's like, you know, if something were to happen to me, anybody could get to this that needs to. And, and, and I'm not the single point of failure here is, is also really important to think about. So we'll add that mm-hmm. to the list. Yeah, so once you have this in place, 
once you've thought through this, um, talk to whoever you need to talk to about it. So if you're married or in some sort of partnership or whatever, make sure that they know that you have all these things in place um, and where they can access it. You may even want to share it with an outside family member. So my dad owns a business and I have a lot of his emergency information, for example. Um, so sharing it with someone, you know, God forbid something happens to you and your partner or you guys are both dealing with the situation, you know, um, having someone outside the family, a third party that can take the reins. Um, but you need to make sure they know that, you know, <laughs> that they are that elected yeah. person. <laughs> um, and they're even, depending on your business, there may be uh, legal things that you need to put in place. You know, we have a family trust and there may need to be, you know, you need may need to name someone as, you know, some officer, temporary officer of your company to be able to sign checks or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's also an important thing to think through. Anything along those lines, Beth, around like legalities or finances like that that need to be thought about? Well, yeah, you have to think about how many signers you have on accounts. And if, you know, it's, it is a good idea to have multiple signers on accounts and make sure that you have backup people. Um, you know, if you're, if something happens with your business, you know, who's going to make sure that the tax returns get filed, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, you're, you may have a tax person, but who's going to get all the files over to right. them or, you know, all that kind of stuff um, is, is good to put in place for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So get it sorted out. And then, um, what I would recommend is maybe every quarter, um, depending on your situation, if it's not very complicated, maybe it's just once a year, twice a year. Um, uh, but you know, set some kind of reminder on your phone or whatever it is to go just make sure everything is updated, especially those emergency bags. And especially if you have kids, like I know it's on my list and I really need to go do it is to kind of refresh our emergency bags. To be honest, I think I've been like a little traumatized. Like I don't even want to look at them. <laughs> um, but you know, like I'm sure that I think I have like two T clothes in there and my kid is like in four T clothes now. So, you know, again, it's like one of those things that's like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. But when you're in the moment, I can't express to you how thankful you will be that you took the time to do these things. Um, because again, it can be really scary and stressful, whatever emergency situation it's in or sad or whatever is happening. And the last thing you want to be worrying about is something that you could have taken care of ahead of time. You know, that's my project yeah. manager hat on right there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Is there anything else that you can think of, Beth, um, as we talk about this? No, but I, I'm working, as an aside, I'm working on a policies and procedures document for a client of mine, financial policies and procedures. Mm. And I was just thinking about how that's also that same kind of living document, like how you do things in work, basically. Mm -hmm. um, your operations manual, like, you know, here's, here's how I do it. You know, unless, if you have a business that you would want to, go on without you, you should think about how all of that is done and documenting mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. If there's a business that is, you know, centered around you and if you weren't there, the business couldn't function is another story. But 
But think about if, if you know, people were, were leaving, you know, one person was, the accountant was leaving and a new one was coming in. What would, what would all the things be in place that one person would need to tell the other person quickly? And if it's in writing, it's going to get communicated that much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that brings up another quick thought, which is um, along those lines of making sure sort of the flip side of this situation. So if you have employees or contractors that are doing really important work for you, what's the plan if something happens to them? Do you yeah. have access mm-hmm. to everything they're working on so that you can pick up the pieces? Um, you know, if you have a social media person who posts things for you, do you have access to whatever account they're using to schedule those posts? Or is your social media going to go dark? Are you going to get locked out of it? Or, you know, things that you have people doing for you, what's the flip side of this plan? And having that conversation, I think, is also really important. Yeah, so think through these things. Um, and I know it's scary and weird and hard to think about, but especially us parents with little kids, like kids in general, you just never know what might happen or when it could happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, So yeah. Okay. Well, make sure that you check out our show notes. Uh, we'll, we'll be linking to that free checklist that you can get to get all these systems in place for what to do when the wheels fall off. Um, (laughs) which I love that title. Like that was Beth's (laughs) lovely husband came up with that one. And I was like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, he's Danish and I'm teaching him Danish uh, English expressions. And I said, you know, Tiffany and I are going to talk about what to do when the wheels fall off. And he said, oh, that's such a great expression. We don't have that in Danish, but I completely understand what that means and why you would say that. So he just thought it was very, he thinks a lot of our American expressions are very like, they illustrate very well, you know, without, without having to just kind of say, Things stopped right, working, right. you know. One time I had to so explain anyway. the phrase, uh, this this phrase to to someone who didn't really speak very, you know, didn't speak great English or just, you know, didn't, hadn't heard of this term yet. English wasn't their first language. Was uh, the phrase, when shit hits the fan. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> I had so much fun. I'm like, all right, imagine, you know, and then you throw it up and the fan's going, you know. That's not a good situation, right? <laughs> Oh, that was yeah. hilarious. I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, well, on that note, thank you for joining us today on the Kids of Pod. Yeah. Um, I hope that this wasn't too scary for you. But again, just speaking from experience, it is important stuff. And um, you will really thank yourself for taking care of it ahead of time. And hopefully you just don't That's have to right. be in a situation like that. Yeah, yeah. Prepare prepare for the worst, expect for the yeah. best. Expect yeah. the best, right. right? That's right. All right, everybody. Be All sure right. to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kenza Collective. Um, head over to our website, kenzacollective.com, for more resources. And uh, we'll link to some other sort of related resources here in the show notes. So be sure to check that out as well. And have a good day. Happy planning. Yay. <laughs>